the blast from our past network. Hey everybody, Tim and Dean here. We are doing something a little bit different for you on this episode. We like to cover our uh, retro content, but we wanted to also have an opportunity of covering some new stuff as well, because, well, that's only fair, and we kind of do what we want to do here. So Dean and I are currently in our mobile studio, driving to the theater to check out the new release, Dune. And Dean, hey, you're right beside me right now. Yeah, I like how you called the car the mobile studio. Yeah, we have a mobile studio now. <laughs> Just one of the one of the many podcasting bills we've incurred. Yes, a, um, a mobile studio. Yeah, for this, for specifically this moment. That's right, and more moments to come yeah. in the future. We'll be doing more of this for other movies. But we thought we'd just um, before we get to the episode, just kind of chat on the way to the movie here. So, Dean and I are both big fans of this director, Denis Villeneuve. And that's why I'm seeing it, to be honest with you. I just, I'll watch anything that this guy does. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not a huge Dune fan per se. Like I didn't read the book. Yeah. I was weirded out by the David Lynch movie, both when I was younger and as an adult. So I don't know if that, the story per se is what's going to get me to the theater for this one. But I'm still curious to see what um, Denis will do with it. He guy can make some epic pieces. So, yeah, I'm I'm 100% going for Denis Villeneuve. He's one of my favorite directors ever since like 2013 when he just crushed it with Prisoner and Enemy in the same year. Like settle down, Denis, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, he's just been making my favorite movies since then. Hey, wait, Settle Down's my line. Uh, yeah. You're not allowed to say that, in, actually. In the mobile studio, it's mine. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, 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 no. That's not in you... the contracts. Oh, okay. I thought I thought I was allowed to use it in the other studio. Um, I guess not. Uh, yeah, I've, I just have loved all of his movies. Blade Runner 2049, um, his most recent one, was... Uh, it's, it's one of my favorite movies. I've, I've mentioned it's in my, it's in my top ten of movies. Um, so I'm super pumped. The cast is incredible on this movie um i can't wait i don't have any um dune history either i haven't even seen the david lynch movie i, I know it exists oh, really i've never seen oh. it i did when you mentioned that we were going to be doing this and going to this movie i decided i would crack out the book this week because i do have it and i'd start reading it and i got two chapters in and realized that this is going to be one of my favorite books, and this movie might be one of my favorite movies. So oh, I, clo- really? I closed it. Okay. I was so into the first two chapters that I was like, you know what? I'm going to just be surprised by the movie, and then I'm going to read the book after. All right. Fair enough. Um, yeah, we did uh, recently hear that this movie is only going to be the first half of the story. So that's good and bad. Sounds like he's really going for it. Sounds like he wants to capture everything. Yeah. So that's a good thing, but I wish that the second one was already made and waiting for us in six months or something. Yeah, that would be nice. It would be nice if this was the whole, if it was four hours long in the whole thing, or if it just, the next part was already, you know, ready to go. But, uh, I would just go for a six hour movie. Somebody's got to do that. Yeah, I know. Make a six hour movie for us. We'll go. 
Make a six-hour feature film, throw it in theaters. You and I, Tim, will be the only ones in the theater. No one else is waiting, going to sit Not through true. that thing. Not true. Haven't you sat through all three Lord of the Rings before in the theater? Definitely. You've done something like that. So Definitely. How long is that? Yeah, 10 that's, hours? That's long. Yeah, it's 12, I think. So what are you talking about? Yeah. It's just this would be half that time. This would actually be a, uh, a breeze to do. Look at all of these cars. I know. What's going on here? It's hard to... I'm just going to go. They're all just sitting there doing nothing. They're all doing nothing, yeah. Later. It's heavy traffic. I'm from a I'm from a small town. I'm not used to traffic. No, no. Uh, you know what? Oh, we. You know what we need for a mobile studio is a Tesla. We need to well, sit in the back. Of course. Yeah. It can drive itself. Drive itself. Don't those things crash sometimes? Yeah, that's the risk you have to be willing to take <laughs> okay. with one of those. Um, I don't even know what I'm looking for out of this movie. Yeah. To be honest with you, of course the cast is amazing. I love Oscar Isaac. I think I'm pretty much willing to watch anything that guy's in he always brings it yeah there's a number of uh people in this cast that are just people i'm obsessed with like just people i can't get enough of and i just want to watch everything they're in um oscar isaac definitely one of them um rebecca ferguson also one of them and um zendaya why why does zendaya allowed to just have one name yeah is that because she's so cool she just has one name and i always say it wrong i always say zendaya and I think that's wrong. I think it's Zendaya. Yeah, I don't know. It always seems pretentious just to go by Just one to have name. one name, yeah. yeah. It's like you're, you're better than the rest of us. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to see if I can just go. Wait, what if I just went by just Dean? Well, it would have to be like, you have to make up some weird name, though. Yeah. You can't just go with, like, your first name. You have to make something up. Uh, what if I was, like, Danuli? You could be Dean Dea. <laughs> well, I don't want to be exactly like her. Oh, okay. Um... Who else? Josh Brolin's in this, right? Josh Brolin's in this. Um, also, uh, Aquaman. Aquaman. Yeah. <laughs> like how we both just He's blank on it. his name and we're just, um, Aquaman's in it. He's swimming around <laughs> in this thing. Um, yeah. Uh, who else is in it? Timothy Chalamet is yeah, the, he is going to be like the main he's character. Be the perfect main character. Yeah, I love Timothy Chalamet. Um, as as you know, I'm a big fan of Little Women, and he's in that. Um, he should go by the Chalamet. He should definitely go by the Chalamet. That would be an incredible, an incredible name. Okay, Sandworm looks like it's going to be pretty cool. Sandworm looks very cool. It looks cool. pretty big. What I really like about the trailer, um, just like the most recent one, is it's, it's very epic. It builds like all these characters. It builds this epic event that I forget that like, oh yeah, this is the one with the Sandworm in it because it doesn't come until the end of the trailer. So oh, yeah. it always shocks me in the trailer. I'm like, oh, right, right, right. This has that big Sandworm. This is going to be awesome. Yeah. Just seeing like what Denny did in Arrival, um, you know he can make a big monster that looks cool. So I, I'm very excited to see this this sandworm. Yeah, and he said that he's wanted to do Dune for a while, but he didn't feel like he was ready as a director. Yeah. Until he did Arrival and Blade Runner 2049, then he said he was ready for it and decided to throw his name in for uh, for doing it. So. Yeah, well, those movies are so big. You, know? it, you can kind of see with his movies how they got bigger and bigger. You know, going Prisoners then Sicario, then Arrival, then Blade Runner 2049. Like, they're just getting bigger and bigger. So now we have the uh, the most epic big thing. Yeah. Let's see what's on the radio. Just so people believe that we're in the car. Good. Yeah. Of Salt and Peppa. Oh, awesome. I mean, this is classic <laughs> going to the movie <laughs> this jams. Yeah, this is classic, like, pump you up for Dune. Yeah. man. No, maybe not. Written by her good friend Michael Commercials. Jackson. Commercials. Sorry, everybody. Nothing on the radio. 
Oh, Tim, you gotta you gotta focus on driving. Yep, just about ran a red there. <laughs> Let's turn this radio off, maybe. Well, the good thing is there's an ambulance right here, so it would have been able to yeah help us out immediately. Immediately. Um. Yeah, I don't know. We're just gonna go grab some lunch before this movie, and then we're gonna check the movie out, and then we're gonna head back to the real studio and uh, do a little bit of an episode on it. So, Are you excited to be in a theater, Tim? When was the last time know. you went to the theater? Um, I think the last time I went to the theater was to see Joker with you. Oh, yeah. At this same theater. At the same theater. I don't theater. actually go to very often this yeah. one. I go to another one more more often. That was a long time ago. I know. It take it kind of takes big things to get me to the theater. Yeah. I don't I don't go out for any just any movie. So, um, you go for Joker? I went and for Joker. Dinny. Yeah, this one I wouldn't have even gone to actually, but you were in town and we were recording some stuff and you wanted to go see this, so I thought, yeah, sure, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it uh, and let's record us doing it. So, yeah, we're going to try this out. I'm pumped. Yeah, I'm, I'm pumped. I thought the next movie that I would get to in the theater would actually be Matrix 4. Oh, That's yeah. That's what I was looking forward to. But this one kind of squeezed its way in there. So yeah. we'll see what happens. We'll see what kind of an experience this is. I hope it's a good movie. Uh, I think it should be good. I think I think this is going to be like a, one of these slow burn sci-fis that I love. So For I'm sure. actually yeah. looking forward to it. I think, I think this is going to be my type of movie. And um, I probably won't have seen something really like this before so i'm intrigued and i'm curious and i'm interested and i'm excited and i just kind of wow. wish we were getting the whole story not yeah. just the first half that's my only beef with it it feels i already feel like a little bit cheated or like this is going to be not as fulfilling as it could be because it's only going to be half oh you have a beef and we haven't even gone into it yet we're not even there yet i know oh but that's it's bad a, it's a fair beef though i oh i, I agree want the whole i agree thing. yeah or at least, like, I, I would have liked to have known that earlier. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know if they're trying to hide it from people, but... Yeah, I didn't know this at all. You just told me this morning. You uh, told me right before we got in the car. Well, apparently at the start of the movie, it says part one. Like, as oh, it okay. starts, and then... I mean, Tricky. This movie has already been released in 14 countries. Yeah, they're pulling, like, uh, a It. That's what It did. At the end, it said uh, chapter one. At the end? I think at yeah. the end. I think I mean, you didn't uh, even know till the end. At least they're telling us at the start. <laughs> at least they let you know at the, the beginning, movie. yeah. But, um, okay, well, I think that's about it. Let's just see what's on the radio one more time. Okay, Maybe yeah. We got something, something good here. What's this? Everclear. Oh, it's still What a Man. That's a long song. A little Everclear. All right, cool. Okay, cool. um, we'll uh, we'll drop back in in about I don't know four or five hours, and we'll finish recording this up. Sounds good. See ya. Bye. Talking back. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Talking Back, the podcast where we like to chat about past achievements in movies, comics, video games, and more. I'm your host, Tim. And as you already know, this week, we are not talking about a past achievement. We are talking about a current achievement in movies. True. And it is the movie Dune that we just went to see and just got back from. And holy shit. What a movie. 
Wow. That was most excellent, I'd say. Yes, it was uh, visually stunning and uh, audibly pleasing. Yeah, definitely. And it tingled the brain sensors. The the story sensory receptors of the brain were tingled. For sure. For sure, Tim. Yeah. Did you like that? I did. It was Uh, a good one. Now, this movie was very recently released um, in North America. And previous to that, it was released in 14 other countries uh, before North America. And it had a budget of $165 million dollars. And this movie is sure to crush that amount. Yeah, that actually seems low. It, that's what I thought. For it, what I saw, that seems low. Yeah, it does for sure. Um, we already talked about our dude, uh, Denis. Um, excellent director. The movie was written by a couple of powerhouses as well. So the screenplay. Uh, We have a John Spates, and he wrote for Prometheus and Doctor Strange and Passengers, all movies that I enjoyed. Cool. He was joined by Eric Roth, who wrote for Forrest Gump, Munich, and The Curious Case of Benjamin Button, and Denis also joined them in the writing of it. Cool. So I think that clearly came across that you had some real good writers on this movie. Yeah. That was a tight story. Music, Hans Zimmer. Hey, Dean, ever heard of Rain Man? Yeah, I've heard of Rain Man. Ever heard of Lion King? Yes. No? How about The Rock? You heard of The Rock? Yep. No? The Thin Red Line? Heard of that one, Dean? I have. No, you haven't? What about Gladiator? Have you heard of that? Have you heard of The Ring? Hey, Dean, ever heard of the Dark Knight trilogy? Yeah. No, hey. Ever heard of all of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies? Yeah, I've seen all these. No? What about Bray... (laughs) What about Blade Runner 2049? Uh No? Ever heard of Dune, Dean? Have you ever heard of Dune? Yes. No. Well, he did a lot of other stuff, too, that you may have heard of. So he destroyed this movie. He's so good. I have to say that that was the most surprising thing in the movie for me was the sound. And not even just like the music, like the score, but just the sound that this movie was producing. That's probably the number one reason I would like recommend someone see this in the theater right yeah just to get that sound experience yeah. obviously the movie is bigger than life and looked fantastic on the big screen but you just can't replicate that just like pulsating bassy sound that this movie produces if you're not in the theater it it actually rumbles you like i it was often. shaking often shaking in my chair it actually it gave me, it made me like cough for a second because it was rumbling my throat so much. <laughs> like it yeah. was, there was just so much vibration happening. Oh, man, it was so much. It was so excellent. The sound editing in that just blew me away. Yeah, Hans Zimmer's greatest. He's the greatest. yeah. High five, Hans. Well, well done. Cinematography was a Greg Fraser, and he was nominated for an Academy Award for a movie called Lion. Never even heard of that one. But he also did uh, Rogue One, which looked beautiful. It does, yeah. And he did a handful of the Mandalorian episodes. Cool. So Good team. Yeah, great team. I think that definitely comes across in this movie. Yeah. Um, I, I think I'd like to start off by um, maybe circling back to some of the things we said on the car drive. Mm. Um, I apologize... For, <laughs> you're laughing already. I apologize for 
thinking or, or, or coming in with a negative attitude towards a first part of a movie because that actually had no bearing on my enjoyment of this movie. Good. I don't care that this was the yeah. first part. doesn't matter. They did such a good job just with this film yeah. that I don't care. Um, Zendaya, she is allowed just to have one name. <laughs> wow, I, Tim. I'm, I'm, I approve of that. If she doesn't even want to have a name, I approve of that wow. as well. She, I apologize to Zendaya for saying that it's pretentious just to have, just to have one name. You've totally it's turned fun. around on this film, Tim. This, <laughs> this movie apology accepted. totally turned me around. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think where I'd like to start is just how well the story was laid out. Because yeah. Now, I haven't read the book. I really wish I had read the book. Because I'd like to know how they're changing things um, or like what they're doing differently than the book does. Yeah. Because this movie was like 100 times different than um, David Lynch's movie. Okay. Uh, That movie, I never really understand what's happening. You only can tell the difference of houses basically by the way they're dressed. Um, I don't know who's good, who's bad. I don't know really anything that's going on in that movie. Other than it looks really, really sci-fi-ish, yeah. which is cool. Uh, this one, they did such a good job of slowly building the houses up and yeah. explaining to you who they are and what their purpose is, like what their motivations are in the movie. Yeah. They build up the planet really well, Arrakis. Uh, they really explain the importance of spice. Yeah, which... totally. Yeah. You know, they they summed it up pretty quick, but I got a better understanding than I've ever had for it. And it makes more sense to me why people want it. And I was never really lost at all in this movie. It was just laid out in a very nice, slow, progressive pace. And yeah, it really was a really tight, enjoyable sci-fi movie. Yeah, it it kind of surprised me how easy it was to follow and not just like how easy it was to follow but like how easily i was following it just personally like because there would be conversations and i wouldn't always know exactly what was said in that conversation but at the end of it i would know what was happening like i'd know the outcome of it and i know what everyone was feeling in that moment and where they're going from there um so i was just like yeah it was it's a complex um it's a complex movie that was easy to understand Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was exactly. very impressed with that. Yeah, I agree. What else? Um, so I I told you I read the first two chapters of the book and put it down. I'm really looking forward to going back to it and reading it um, because this is the type of thing that I really, really love to read. This is kind of like a fantasy book. Um, at least the, the what we watched on the screen. It's the, That's like the kind of books I like to read that... There's a lot of like politics. There's a lot of different groups of people. There's, uh, you know, different kind of um, powers depending on what type of group you're in. Um, So that's just like there's all those moving parts all the time in fantasy novels um, that I just really love. And they're so long and epic. And uh, those are my favorite things to read. So this really got me excited to dig into the book and really get into um all those different, all those different people, all those different groups, all the different politics, everything that's going on. I think I'm going to enjoy it so much. Yeah, I might even read this book. Yeah, which is that's saying a lot. Everybody, it is saying a lot. I don't read books. Uh, I'd love to read a graphic novel of the book. Yeah, if there is one, that'd, yeah. be, that'd be great. Um, this movie had an emperor. 
in it who's kind of behind behind things. Yeah, we never we never saw. We never saw that emperor. person. Yeah. But I also don't even remember there being an emperor in the first Dune movie. Now maybe that's just something I missed, but I don't even remember that at all. So Okay. They did a well job well job. Yeah. Well done job of um just giving us information about that character and who's kind of behind all the things that are happening. Like yeah. He, he's the the puppet master of yeah. why the, the things that are happening in this movie are actually happening. So I appreciated how much they put into that character. I mean, we talked about the uh, actors and actresses earlier, and my goodness, did they all deliver. Oh, I, man. I couldn't even believe it. They're, I mean... I like who stood out the most. I think Josh Brolin was one who stood out like more than I was expecting. Yeah, Josh Brolin was great. Um I know he I know he's really good, but he really he really delivered. Oscar Isaac, see I'm always expecting great things from him. Yeah. And again, he delivered with that. He delivered with his beard alone, Tim. Oh, he just as soon as he showed beard. up on screen and he had a beard, he's done. He delivered. <laughs> he was so great. I wanted more of him. That's my only beef. I, yeah. I wanted more of him. I just kept staring at that beard thinking, is that like, it's so real. It looks fake. It's so real. Right. It looks like a prop. But it was. I don't <laughs> think it def- was. No, that it's was definitely. His, that was his real it's beard. definitely real. Man, that guy. <laughs> it's so thick. It looks like he must be wearing yeah. something. <laughs> yeah. Great actor. Yeah, he was incredible. Musician. Yeah. And now we know he can grow a beard like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, what else? Perfect. He's going to draw his own comic book next. Yeah. He's the total package, man. That's what's coming next. Uh, For me, Rebecca Ferguson crushed it. She sure did. She is incredible. She's been someone who over the last couple of years, I've really got to love starting with um, Mission Impossible. She's been in the Mission Impossible franchise. Um, Then in Dr. Sleep, um, she was in that. She was Rose the Hat. Hat. She's so great, and I thought in this movie it was just uh, again just top notch. She's so excellent. Yeah, great performance. Yeah, I was really impressed with the Baron of yeah. uh, House Harkonnen. It was Skarsgård, right? It was uh, yes, Stellan. Yeah. Now, what am I? Th- what am I knowing him from? I know he's in a bunch of stuff. Was he in a Mission Impossible movie? Um, oh, that's a good question. I don't know if he's in Mission Impossible movie. What am I thinking of him from? So he's in, um, Thor. Okay. He's like the, he's the scientist. Oh, yeah. Yes. With, with, uh. He's in the Avengers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in the Avengers. Yeah, of course. Yeah, maybe that's what I'm thinking. Okay. Yeah, he was really good. But that whole character was awesome. Actually, one of my favorite characters in the movie. Totally. I was not expecting that out of that character. And that's like the exact type of thing I'm talking about when I talk about like fantasy novels. Like that's the type of stuff they have. Just this this weird character that's running like this, 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 these group of people and then like has strange qualities to him yeah. you know like that they never dig into that they, they never, never touch anything about this guy yeah but he's doing all of the weirdest yeah. shit yeah and sometimes it's not even like you're not even directly watching it it's just like kind of happening fuzzy behind the screen he's just doing something and he's huge, <laughs> and he's, huge. <laughs> he's a he's like he's huge yeah he's, the word disgusting comes to mind as well yeah but he's also like 12 feet tall when he wants to be but it seems or, like he doesn't always have to. Do yeah, that. or he's floating. I, I never yeah. really figured that out. He can float too. Yeah, yeah, he's like floating and maybe twelve feet tall. I, it's yeah, hard yeah. to tell. Yeah. No, he is. He's okay. Like, yeah, he's like he's like twelve feet tall and can float. Yeah. When he wants to. Man. So cool good. Stuff. So cool. Uh, Timothy Chalamet. I mean, come on. Probably was, the best part of the movie. He was I'm fantastic. I'm gonna change my the way that I spell 
my name Timothy to the way he spells his name Timothy because yes. it's way cooler. It is really and cool. Just to be yeah. more like him, I'm going to do that. Yes, he was so excellent. He, I, I've I, again, I, I said it in the car, I think, but I've always liked him. I always thought he was. Um, he's got really subtle acting uh, skills where it's like I see the quality like in his just facial expressions. I know I can put myself in that character's shoes and connect with him. And uh, oh man, yeah, he was he was carrying a a large load in this movie. Um, yeah, he was he's, in it a lot. He's in the movie a lot, and he's carrying a lot of the emotional weight. Um, and he does a tremendous job. I don't know if I know him from anything. Yeah. But I was blown away with uh, how well he how well he did. He seems like a really like he almost seems like maybe like a classically trained like yeah. stage actor, perhaps. Yeah, I'm not sure. But he just had seemed to have that quality about him. Um, but man, you can't take your eyes off that guy when he's on screen yeah. and talking. It's just captivating. Totally, he had really yeah. good hair too. I, I was best just hair gonna say that Tim. I was just gonna say best hair in the movie. His curly hair was so good. Yeah. Aquaman, he delivered. Oh, yeah, Jason Momoa. And in the desert, where Aquaman, you would expect him to be at his worst. Hey, now, that's true, but they had those uh, water suits on. Yeah, but that's not enough. He, <laughs> yeah. needs, he needs all the water. <laughs> he needs more. He did, yeah. he did very well. Um, yeah, yeah, this is in in the desert, this movie. This is a dusty one. Yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah. It was, uh, I like when environments are uh, dangerous. Like I like when yeah, environments sure. are hard to live in and it's like, it's a, it's a skill to live there. And it's like, it, it's, if you don't know what you're doing, you're dead. Like you're going to just die if you yeah. don't know what you're doing out there. And so I really like that this whole planet was this desert. You. Yeah. This planet will kill you in different ways. Yeah. Like that's even something someone says in the movie. They just say, you know, like we can't kill those people. And it's like, oh, we'll just let the desert kill them. The yeah. desert will kill them. It was a very immersive experience. Like, I really felt like I was in that world. It did such point, a great yeah. job of creating the world that it was extremely believable from very early on. And I actually felt like I was a part of it. Yeah. And also wanted to live there, actually. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> it seemed really cool. But just the way that they, like, they tell you it's, it's in the year, like, 10,000 and something. Yeah. Um, but I love how things, like, while they are advanced, things are still kind of, like, gritty and shitty oh yeah like their uh their ships are really cool really cool designs but they're not like super sleek and clean sci-fi spaceships yeah. it's yeah. more of like the kind of rugged looking ships um except for their massive like mothership which was just so neat yeah looked so cool but they're like their helicopter uh type yeah vehicle my goodness it was like a a take on a wasp, I'd say. Yeah. Um, the way that a wasp would very fly. Very neat. Very, very neat idea. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just, uh, I don't know. It, it helped to see that on the big screen to help Im immerse myself into that movie. Uh, but yeah, I really just loved the feel of it. Um, oh, yeah. And that whole city and how kind of like old and run down it is. And yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's, uh, you know, it, it, it's a commentary in itself because you know, you kind of find out as the movie goes along that it could have been not just a desert. It could have been more beautiful with things growing, but because the spice is in the sand, which is what is, um, it's just what they're mining basically, which is their, the, what makes everyone rich is mining the spice on the land. Um, 
everyone just keeps it a desert because they want to be rich. They want to mine that. They want to just, they are ruining, you know, the planet just for the the wealth of it instead of making such a beautiful planet like they could. Yeah. Yeah. It's got a good, um, it's got a good commentary behind it. Yeah. And I wonder how much of that was created for our time and how much of that is actually in the book. Yeah. And maybe like very progressive for that time. Yeah. Uh, that would be an interesting thing to to look into. Um, but yeah, it definitely felt like they were saying something about about that. Yeah. Uh, even with like the population um, of Arrakis, like the the native population, the Fremen, um, I think they were they were saying some things there as well. But yeah, this is so cool when they hide in the sand, Tim. Mm-hmm. When they hide in the sand and pop out. Yeah, that's like a, that? just a good move. That's <laughs> yeah. a really good move. It's, that's it's no no can defend. <laughs> no, I I like that one. I like that move. <laughs> Everybody loses to that move. They don't know where you are. You yeah, just I know. pop it's, up it's, behind them and stab them. Definitely em. have the element of surprise. It's fantastic. What else should we talk about? I don't know. I, I, I don't know what to talk about. We've never done one of these before, Tim. Yeah, I don't want to spoil too and much. I think like, that's I it. I don't want to spoil, I don't think. I'm assuming people have seen it if they're listening to this, but... Um. Yeah, I don't know. I guess we could dig into it a little bit. If you if you have not seen it yet and want to or don't know the story of Dune, maybe shut her off now. But um, I I I do really like the story behind it. That really I'm understanding for the first time here. Yeah. Uh, it's that the House Harkonnen were on Arrakis mining it for the spice, making billions of dollars yeah. doing it and becoming um what from my understanding becoming too strong financially and then you have the house adrades who uh all the other powerful houses look up to as a role model and they're becoming too powerful in like um a leadership role of these other houses right. yeah and then you have the emperor who's running things and he strips House Harkonnen of power on Arrakis, uh, gives the power to uh, House Atreides to go into Arrakis. And what he wants to happen is for the two of them to fight. He knows like House Harkonnen is not going to just accept this freely. Yeah. He wants the two of them to fight to like destroy each other so they both lose the power that he's worried about them having to overthrow him. Yeah. So that was all kind of new to me. Yeah. From the first movie, I just kind of thought like, okay, you've got these two houses fighting over the spice. Yeah. That's not really what it is. Um, no. Like they they have allegiances to the the emperor, and they kind of have to do what he says. Yeah. So they're just forced into these situations. So some interesting chess kind of plays going on behind the scenes with the emperor, but then there's other players uh, in the mix as well that we don't really learn too much about. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I can't remember the lady's name, the lady in all black. Um, yeah. That, uh, the mother, like lady Jessica is like in, she was part of her, like, yeah, it's like a cult or something. It's like, yeah, like, like, a, like cults or witches or something yeah, like, like that. You know, they have witches or something. Yeah. They have some sort of, sort of magical, mystical power about them. Yeah. yeah I can't remember what they were called either. So they're but... doing, they're, she's doing something behind the scenes as well. In the because shadows. You see her yeah. talking with Lady Jessica of Atreides. Yeah. And you see her talking with the Baron of Harkon, Harkonnen. And, uh, yeah. 
cool story. It's a, it's a so really cool, cool story. Yeah. And I like that they laid it out in a way that I understood it. Yeah. I, after about 20 or 30 minutes of the movie, I understood all of that stuff. Already. For sure. Yeah. And after like two hours and whatever, 10 or 15 minutes of, of the, the 84 Dune, uh, I think it's 84. Um, I had no idea what's going on. Right. I was even more confused than, <laughs> yeah. you know, when, when it started. So yeah. I think I think this emperor part of it being like the puppet master is what I, I really like. It's it's something I um I find very interesting that the emperor's just, you know, moving the chess pieces around just so that there can be an outcome that uh that he or she I'm not sure they said if the emperor was a he or she. No, just the emperor. Yeah, just the emperor. Um what what the emperor wants to be the outcome. And and so placing the house that is you know, very becoming very powerful just in reputation, putting them basically just in the line of fire and putting them on a planet just so they'll be attacked and just so that they'll be wiped out. Um, I thought was just, yeah, it was, it was very, uh, it, it drew me in. The story drew me right yeah. in. I had not really, um, seen something like that before. Something like that where there's someone in charge that you never see, but everybody's talking about how they are behind behind the scenes pulling the strings and how they're setting you up like everyone's worried that they're getting set up um but that's why that's why like oscar isaac is so good in the role because he's he's just so good you know he everyone's kind of telling him like you're this is probably going to be a setup like yeah. what and he's like we just do what the emperor wants us to do we're going to go there it's not because we want to get rich we don't want the spice like we're just doing we're doing our job we're doing our loyal doing job our yeah, yeah doing our duty yeah so i'm curious to see more about that in the next yeah part. yeah uh, they don't give you too much, but yeah, I think this this first part was a really great job of kind of establishing the world and setting up the reasons why the next film obviously will happen and, yeah. and why, you know, why it's going to be necessary to do what they need to do in the movie. Yeah. Although when they end it, it doesn't look like they're, I don't know doesn't look like they're gonna do too much with the emperor but obviously they will yeah they'll obviously you know for sure have to try to overthrow the emperor yeah so you got this this story going on with all these houses um but then the movie also like has to build up this world that we are on that we that they've been placed on you know and that the rest of the movie is going to take place on um and it's just the way the movie makes the planet like a character, basically, like at the end, I'm I'm so on board with the planet. Like I want to, like you said, you want to be in it. You want to spend time there. It's like, I, I feel like I know it. I know the planet. Yeah. Yeah. The, a lot of the movie, it's the, uh, the uh, house of Drades and house Harkonnen. Um, the, the two houses that come to the planet, like Harkonnen yeah. was already there. Then Adrades comes then Harkonnen comes back to try to overthrow them. So most of the movie is about those two and then um, thrown in there in a few scenes are the Fremen who are the natives of the planet. Yeah. Um, and then near the end is when they kind of really dig into those characters. Yes. And so, so those kind characters of, kind of clear up Adrades and Harkonnen and then yeah. they dig into the Fremen a little bit and then leave it off with like, we're going to learn a lot more in the next part about yeah the natives of the the planet yeah and so like the fremens live there it's very dangerous in this in this desert planet so they have all you know they have all the skills they have all the skills required to survive but they're super powerful as well because yes. the spice has some sort of like uh magic or powerful quality to it and for the generations of them living there it's like 
like affected them in some way and yeah. made them seems like they're more powerful than normal. It does, yeah. Yeah, and they have very cool blue eyes. They do, yeah. Yeah, and Har- Harvey uh, Javier Bardem. Oh, yeah. He's one of them. I loved when he showed up. He was fantastic, he was great. man. Dude, I'd follow that guy around in the desert for no reason. Yeah, he provided uh, one of the biggest laughs in the movie. Yeah, maybe one of the only maybe, laughs. Maybe there the only maybe, laugh. I think there was like two, two, two or three. Two chuckles, and then this was a laugh. Yeah, this was a good laugh. <laughs> yeah, yeah the, the whole theater was laughing at, at, at his part. It yeah. was really good. Um, You should check out the david lynch dune i want to yeah i it's I worth was, checking out yeah. just because it is like it's a really I, I it's definitely a cult classic like it's something yeah. that lots of people probably love uh, I'd, I'd have to say there's a lot of i could easily see that being someone's favorite movie as well mm-hmm. uh and no no judgment cast upon them uh, that's totally fine uh it wasn't quite my cup of tea but um it is a really interesting movie just for like a film, like how a film is made or how yeah. you could just like make a film in general. It's it's quite interesting. I, I don't think that they, I don't think they really captured the essence of the book with that movie. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely worth checking out just as a bit of a spectacle. Yeah. I, I had these grand plans this week of what I was going to do. I was going to read the book before and I was going to watch the Lynch movie. And I just, that feeling of those first two chapters, just I, I didn't want to mess with anything. I just wanted to go into this movie just not having seen anything, know anything. I didn't want to know the story. Yeah. Like I just I just knew out of those chapters that this was going to be that fantasy feel that I love. So I didn't want to, you know, try to figure out the Lynch movie. So I'm definitely going to watch that Lynch movie um, and I'm definitely going to read the book. Um, it just I put a stop to those before this because I wanted to fully experience it fresh. Yeah. I think I'd also say that, um, yes, as I mentioned earlier, I would just sit through six hours of this. Oh, yeah. When it was done, yeah. we were both like, well, let's just have the second part. Let's just let's do it. Yeah. I'll watch it. Halfway through this movie, I was already thinking I would just walk back into the theater and watch it again. Yeah. If we had the time. Uh, just loved it. Yeah. Loved it. it. Very enjoyable. Uh, went very fast. And yeah, I can't wait to see it again. Can't wait to see part two. Um, I'm assuming that's all. I'm assuming there's just going to be two parts. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, I guess usually when they call something part one, I guess there's just a part two. I don't know. Yeah, I don't really know. Um, but yeah, same thing when we were, when it was about halfway through, maybe it was the same spot. There was just like some dust on the screen, some sand. And I was just sitting there thinking, oh man, I could just sit here and watch four more hours of this. I hope there's four more hours of this. I yeah. was like, I hope that it hasn't even started yet. Like, I hope that we're 10 minutes in right now because yeah. I am just loving this and I want to keep sitting here and keep watching this. Yeah, I did catch myself a few times just like taking a breath and just saying to myself, I'm really enjoying this. Yeah. This is very nice. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. That was great. Yeah. I'm definitely going to go to it again sometime very soon. Um, and uh, yeah, that's I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, again, one that wasn't really on my radar to see in the theater. Yeah. Super glad I did. Yeah, it's a big, good theater movie. Very yeah. good. You need the sound. You need yeah. the big visuals. The movie is so big. Like, it's so large and epic. And uh, just seeing it and hearing it on the biggest screen possible. Well, um, we didn't. Yeah. Go to the biggest screen possible. Go to the IMAX. Yeah, well, we didn't see one. the biggest screen possible, but well, yeah. We saw it on a gigantic screen and you, yeah. you made a good comment. You said that that like it was this movie was too big for the theater. Like, yeah. It, it was it was too big for even that. Yeah. So like watching it at home is not gonna do you justice. IMAX is the way to do it. Or like 
project it on the moon or something. Yes. And watch it that way. Yes. Project watch it, it on the from moon. Your roof. Yeah. Project it on the moon. That might be big That's enough. That's how you do it. Yeah. That's the play. Yeah. I like that. Maybe for part two. Maybe we'll set up like a, a watching party with uh, some of the listeners. We'll get it projected on the moon. That and, would be fun to watch, watch it, it on the moon with the listeners. Yeah. That nice. would get the listeners to come to to a watch along, eh? Yeah, probably. First yeah. ever projection on the moon. Well, that's the thing. Everybody could just watch it from the comfort of their own roof. Yeah, exactly. It's on the moon, as long as you can see the moon at the we same time. We might even get some publicity for that one. I don't know if they've ever projected a movie on the moon, Tim. Wait a second. When you're looking at the moon, it's really small. So we'd actually have to charter a flight into space, uh, get close to the moon, so that it is bigger, and then okay. watch it. Well, that we could probably do that. Luckily, yeah. Luckily, they're spending or they're sending shuttles into yeah. uh, space now. Yeah. So I got my ticket for next week already. Yeah. Yeah. Just have to save up a few extra bucks to yeah. <laughs> bring some listeners with us to cool to outer space. But maybe one day, who knows? Okay, that was fun. Uh, we'll probably do that again. Yeah. Uh, the next one for sure that we'll do will, will be The Matrix 4. I think we'll do the same thing. We'll yeah. go to the theater, uh, check that movie out, and report back to uh, all the listeners. So, uh, Dean, thanks for joining. Thanks, Tim. I hope that The Matrix 4 is as good as this movie was. It will be. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening, and we'll catch you next time. That's it for another episode. Thanks to everyone for listening. If you'd like to drop us a line, we'd love to hear from you. You can find us at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as TalkBackPod, or by email at TalkBackPod at gmail.com. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Those reviews will help more people find Talking Back. All right, that's it. We're done.